At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sunday slate of football. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in, everybody. It is indeed the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And filling in for my partner, Mike Pritchard, for the first hour, we welcome in our friend Will Hill to the show. Will, great to be with you once again. Thank you very much for pinch hitting for us here on the Pro Football Blitz once again. But we have more football kicking off in less than 20 minutes from now. It will be the Chiefs at the Chargers from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. A division match sequel here as it was back in week two when the Chiefs won. But the Car- uh, Chargers got the cash losing that game by just three points. Los Angeles comes in off of a loss to the San Francisco 49ers. They were shut out for the entire second half in that game. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs come in after a real walk in the park over the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lead the Chargers in the division by two games, but the Chargers are seeing the money here, Will. It was at five and I mean, it started out at about seven, I believe that was the opener. It was at five and a half for the greater part of the week, and now we're seeing more Chargers money come in. Right here in Las Vegas, I'm seeing a four and a half at our friends over at the South Point, but pretty much a consensus five across the board in favor of Kansas City, and your total all the way to 53. What's going on, man? Always fun to talk a little shop with you. Yeah, I can understand the move to the Chargers here. The sevens really didn't make a whole lot of sense. And once there started to be a little more clarity on the Chargers, wide receivers being healthy, Mike Williams is going to play. Keenan Allen is going to play, although on a pitch count. The Chiefs, on the other hand, their receivers are banged up. 
Uh, the sevens didn't make a whole lot of sense. Then you start to get into those dead areas, five, five and a half. Uh, I, I could understand the sentiment for the Chargers. Like you said, these teams always play close games. The Chargers snuck in the back door when they played in week two. They were down 10, fourth down. They throw a touchdown, kick the extra point. But remember, they had a 10-point lead in that game in the second half. Uh, last year, they won in Arrowhead. And then right before Christmas, they lost in overtime. So these games usually go down to the wire. And you could have bet this game all summer. The Chargers were the favorite on the look-ahead line all summer. So probably an overreaction, the sevens, the six and a half. I still think there's probably some value here on the Chargers plus four and a half. I think this should be a competitive game. And the Chiefs banged up at receiver. We'll see if they stick to more of a, a run script, run-based script. We'll see if that affects the props at all. But it uh, should be an exciting game. These two usually play uh, play fun ones. The Los Angeles Chargers have allowed opponents to score on nearly 48% of their drives at home this season. That is the second highest rate in the league. The Chiefs have scored on over 56% of their drives on the road this season. That is the highest rate in the league. Over 40% of the passing plays run by the Chiefs have resulted in a first down or a touchdown. That is the highest rate in the league. Get this one, Will. Less than 30% of the Chargers' rushing plays have gained five or more yards. That is the lowest rate in the league. Really an anemic rushing attack. But I think with the addition of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, my partner Mike Pritchard made a great point on Saturday's edition of the Pro Football Blitz. When you throw those two receivers back in the mix, they're not just good for catching the ball, but they really open up the offense for Austin Eckler and that running game. It's not just the only point of focus. It makes them multidimensional, and that should help the running game tonight against the Chiefs. Yeah, and you watch the Chargers, you watch Herbert. First of all, it's a team, it seems like every year, they are just always hurt. It doesn't matter who the coach is, you know, what year we're talking. They're always down three or four key players, and that's the same case this year. And like you mentioned, it, it changes the depth of target for Herbert because you watch Herbert, man, he's just such a talent. All the arm strength can make all the throws. And they, they dink and they dunk. I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator, the game plan. I'm not, um, you know, in depth with the, with the film analysis like that to really analyze what they should be doing. But it seems like there's more meat on the bone with Herbert's talent and them just throwing, you know, dink and dunk passes all night long. Maybe with some better receiver talent, they can stretch the field and uh, put some points on the board, make some explosive plays. Will, I did not play the game. My numbers come out pretty close to the spread, especially where it was uh, just a day or two ago. Uh, I had Chiefs minus eight, Chiefs minus five, and Chiefs minus seven. Uh, I definitely understand grabbing the points early in the week when you were getting six or better. I laid off of it at five and a half, and I'm certainly not going to jump in now just because it feels like I'm taking the worst of it. I kind of like the Chargers side, but uh, I would probably want at least six points if I was going to get involved. And obviously, I don't think I'm going to get that at this point. Yeah, and the six has become a key number more so than ever because teams down 14 late, they go for two-point conversions. You get more missed extra points. You get more just random two-point two attempts throughout the game. You'll see these coaches just sort of randomly go for two, where three, four years ago that wasn't really a thing. So six is more of a key number now for all of those reasons. And like you said, you're probably not going to get the sixes. Uh, just a big picture look at this game. If the Chiefs win, this division is over. They will be up three games. They'll have the tiebreaker. They'll essentially have a four-game lead with, what, six games to play. If the Chargers find a way to win, hey, you look up and you're only a game back. Who knows? you got you got a lot of time left. So the Chiefs can really finish off the Chargers here and, and pretty much put up the banner for the division if they're able to win this game. I think that's a good point, and obviously that's tremendous motivation for the Los Angeles Chargers. And here they are at home catching points, but they haven't been always great in that role. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid has been good in this role, 21-5 and five straight up and 19-7 and seven 
against the spread in division road games. Also, in his last six years when he was head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, he was 12-6 and six against the spread in division road games. Kansas City is 10-3 and three against the number in division road games when favored by less than 10 points. And the Bolts, 3-9 and nine against the number in their last 12 games as a home underdog. Let's see if they can reverse that curse because obviously this really, in a lot of ways, Will, because of what you talked about, keeping them alive in the division, it's almost a bigger game for them than it is the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. And we can call this a Chargers home game. It is in L.A., so it is a Chargers home game. But uh, I'm here in Connecticut. If they played this game in my backyard, it would be just as much a home game for the Chargers. <laughs> we all watch those games. There's nobody rooting for the Chargers. It's neutral at best. You know, that's a, a game, a situation where the the road fans always invade. You know, you, the road team gets a first down. You hear a bunch of cheers. So on paper, this is a, ro- a road game for the Chiefs and the Chargers don't have to travel. So you get that sort of intangible. But uh, in terms of like any sort of home fan, home field advantage, it's negligible at best. Two questions for you, Will. Uh, what about a first half play? We saw the Chargers come out guns a blazing last week on Sunday night football against the 49ers, and they had a big lead going into halftime. Maybe that repeats itself here because of the urgency to beat this Kansas City Chiefs team. Maybe the Chargers in the first half is a decent bet. And any thoughts on the total as well? I don't have the, the – what's the first half number? My guess would be three. Are they giving you the hook? It's probably three. I don't have it in front of me either, yeah. but probably not two and a half. The Chargers. I would look towards the Chargers. Um, Mahomes has a habit of coming back in these games. They can get off the slow start. So, And, again, first half, hey, if you go to the half tied, you don't have to worry about overtime. Like if you bet the full game, they're going to overtime. So that favors the dog when you're getting the three. So I would certainly look towards the Chargers. It's interesting with the total because the Chargers, like we mentioned, have their receivers back. They have their weapons back. You think that pushes it towards the over, but, you know, it's like a seesaw. The other side of it is the Chiefs. They don't have their receivers. Hardman's out. Um, You know, they're they're missing a couple guys at at receiver here, and that could be an issue where they just stick to the ground game a little more so with with Smith-Schuster out, with Hardman out. So probably a pass. I would lean towards the over. Just because it's two really good quarterbacks, these teams have a habit of you know playing back and forth games, but not something I'm rushing up to bet. Yeah, I'm with you on the total. I, I think I would lean towards the over as well. Uh, you mentioned how these teams play close games. I think they'll be able to put some points on the board. I think the Chiefs' defense is certainly uh, one of, if not their only, weaknesses. Uh, the Chargers, we know about their defense. I think we will get a pretty exciting game and a lot of back and forth. And by the way, the first half is indeed three. Uh, looking here at BetMGM, the Kansas City Chiefs laying three. And actually juice on the Featherheads as well. Minus 120 if you want to lay the three. You can get even money taking the three with the Chargers. I think that would be my bet at this point, Will. Yeah, and I actually know some people who are on Twitter searching Chiefs coin toss, Chargers coin toss, (laughs) to see if they can get an edge because we're not always watching when the coin toss takes place. If you can see one of the beat writers tweet out who's getting the ball first and sneak in your bet, it's it's a certain way to live your life. But, hey, uh, you got to respect the hustle a little bit. But, yeah, I'd certainly lean towards the the Chargers plus the three points. All right, let's move over to the player prop market, and we'll look at the two quarterbacks here. A couple of the best in the league, and we're in for a treat here. I know you aren't with me the whole night, Will, but uh, Sunday night football with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, certainly a treat to watch, or it should be. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, under or over total passing yards, 289 and a half Justin Herbert at 273 and a half any thoughts there I would go under with Mahomes just because his receivers are banged up I could see the Chiefs going with a more conservative run heavy game plan so I would go under on Mahomes 
would lean towards under with the Chargers, even the, uh, over with Herbert, just because I do like the Chargers in the game. But hey, the Chiefs are favored by a, you know, almost a touchdown. You figure the the, the Chargers are playing catch up, pass heavy script. So I would lean under Mahomes over Herbert. How about uh, some rushing yard totals? Austin Eckler at 43 and a half yards. It was last Sunday when the Chargers were on Sunday Night Football playing the 49ers that Mike Pritchard and I took a couple stabs with Austin Eckler. We had over his receiving yards total. He just came up uh, a shy short, just shy of that uh, by a few yards. Uh, his rushing total, I liked over on that. I think he eclipsed that pretty easily, if I recall. But Eckler's kind of interesting. I think it was easier to predict what he was going to do last week because you didn't have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Maybe a little harder uh, to predict this week with those guys back in the lineup. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco at over 54 and a half yards. That seems like a lot of yards for the Chiefs running back. I actually like the over Pacheco for the reasons I just mentioned about the Chiefs receivers, Smith-Schuster and Hardman being hurt. Pacheco's been a guy they've been waiting to unleash. He's shown some talent, the rookie, I believe, from Rutgers. Uh, so I would actually look, I'd be tempted to make a bet on Pacheco. That's one I actually like more than some of these others. And yeah, the Eckler one seems a little low. I know a lot of his yards obviously come through the air, but against the Chiefs, you're going to have to play keep away to some extent. So would probably look towards the over on both of them, actually. Yeah, Austin Eckler's receiving yards are actually a little bit higher than his rushing total. 43 and a half yards on the rushing, 45 and a half yards on the receiving prop for Austin Eckler. We'll come back and finish up the look at the prop markets, and then they'll kick it off. The Chiefs and the Chargers from SoFi right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Will Hill with you. Will Hill filling in for Mike Pritchard. Pritchard will be around at the top of the hour and doing a little preview here of Sunday Night Football, the Chargers and the Chiefs coming up shortly from Los Angeles, wrapping up our look at the prop market. And, Will, I've got you down just uh, on pencil and paper here. Uh, Nothing uh, monetary, of course, but I've got you down for the over on the rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco at 54.5. A couple that I like are Patrick Mahomes under 28 and a half rushing yards. I don't really think the Chargers have a fantastic pass rush. Of course, Joey Bosa is still out. Khalil Max really having a great season, but I don't know how much pressure they're going to put on Mahomes. He gets the ball, uh, gets rid of the ball so quickly he can move out of the pocket and create room for himself and throw receivers open. I just don't know if he's going to get to 30 yards rushing on the night. And then Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, I'm going to go over, and this feels very square. You know that number is always inflated on Travis Kelsey as far as his receiving yards. Uh, but 78 and a half yards, I'm going to go over because what we talked about, Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman out of this game, I think it'll be a heavy dose of Travis Kelsey in this game. Now, he is going to be guarded by one of the best in the business in Derwin James, but I think Kelsey's going to get his share. Yeah, I would uh wouldn't want to be sitting here for three hours with a Kelsey under ticket. I mean, he could just <laughs> certainly go off at any time. And without the receivers, there's going to be an emphasis on get him the ball. And I know James is good, but hey, you can only cover him so long. I really like that under Mahomes rushing prop, not only for the reasons you mentioned, but if we like the Chiefs to win the game, and hey, they are six point favorites, you got maybe seven, eight yards uh, at the end of the game and kneel downs that you might lose. So. That's another angle where they do count that as the rushing prop, as a rushing total for the quarterback when he takes a knee at the end of the game. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I actually thought of that when I was kind of quickly handicapping that uh, prop bet over the break. Uh, Anything else that you would be uh, willing to uh, put into the ledger here uh, as far as the prop market? I mentioned Austin Eckler under or over 45 and a half receiving yards. Jarek McKinnon at 24 and a half. Uh, Kadarius Toney, I think, is interesting. The uh, new Kansas City Chief caught his first touchdown in his NFL career last week in their win over the Jaguars. His receiving total is pretty high at 50 and a half yards. I'm wondering if they have that on the sheet in front of you. Toney. Uh, rushing yards because obviously he's a receiver, but he's sort of a gimmick play. I could see a scenario where Andy Reid designed something to get him the ball, maybe on a handoff or something like that on some sort of gimmick play. I know I'm probably putting you to work, making you dig through these props, but uh, <laughs> I agree with you. Tony could be a guy who look, I mean, he, he was a first round pick, not that long ago. Didn't work out for whatever reason with the giants, but now he's got Mahomes instead of Daniel Jones. He's got Andy Reid. So he could be unleashed here with the chiefs injury concern. So Tony would definitely be a guy I'd be looking at in terms of, you know, either over receiving yards, rushing yards, some touchdown props. Uh, I could certainly see Tony having a, a big night and 
being a big part for this Chiefs offense because there's a lot of talent here. If you remember uh, him from Florida, which I'm sure you do, I think you have a a, ch- a child of yours goes to Florida from what I remember. So not I'm anymore. Sure not anymore. Him. He graduated finally. Oh, that's but yes, good. Kadarius Tony, a Florida Gator, indeed. Yes, absolutely. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> well, I was looking for a first touchdown market. I know they don't always have it. They usually have it for primetime games. Uh, and I'm sure we can probably guess pretty good on the prices. Uh, any uh, any uh, inkling on who might score the first touchdown uh, just for fun? That's the way I typically play that one. I don't get too serious about it. I do try and make educated guesses for the Super Bowl, but that's not a bet I make on a regular basis. Yeah, no, those are tough bets to make just because the hold is so high. Those needle in a haystack bets, it's hard to win long-term betting those. I'm sure you can get, what, 8-9 to 1 on Kelsey. I, look, I probably made dumber bets than that, so Kelsey would probably be the one I would go to. I know people like to get really creative and try to find the third tight end at 80 to 1, but Hey, it's creative, it's cute, it's clever until he he doesn't get it, and then it's not so fun anymore. Speaking of uh, tight end, Gerald Everett is out for this ball game for the Los Angeles Chargers, and that's really a key piece of their offense. He will not be available, and Donald Parham is on injured reserve right now as well. So they're down to about their third tight end are the Los Angeles Chargers. And, And I think you're right. Kelsey's probably in the neighborhood of eight or nine to one. Um, you know, I think it's always worth a stab on the quarterback rushing one yeah. in. In this case, you've got Mahomes. Uh, he's probably in the neighborhood of 25 to 1. I, I think Keenan Allen, he's probably a low price, maybe 10 to 1. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get him involved, uh, get him involved early here and Herbert finds him in the end zone for the first score, Will. Yeah, you picked my interest with Mahomes because he's done it for whatever reason. He's done it eight or nine times in his career, had the first rushing touchdown on primetime. Can think of a number of times, and again, we go back to the Chiefs' injuries uh, at wide receiver. If he drops back to pass, you know, third and goal from the eight, there's nobody open. He can just put his head down and run it himself. He's obviously very athletic, and he's the one guy we know is going to have the ball in his hands if they get to the goal line. So whether it's a QB keeper, a QB sneak, just sort of a broken play, you know, you're getting 25, 30 to one, whatever it is, on somebody you you know is going to have the ball in their hands close to the end zone. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I heard somebody, it might have been Mike Pritchard, I can't remember, but somebody brought this up uh, about a week ago or so. We really haven't seen Mahomes sneak ever since he got injured on that play a couple seasons ago. Remember that? I do, against Denver on a Thursday night. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. Busted up his kneecap. Yeah, missed two or three weeks. It looked like it was going to be the season at first. Came back. I think that was the year they won the Super Bowl, actually. So it's a good point. He doesn't sneak as much. But he does, you know, they get cute around the goal line. They'll throw it to him sometimes. I remember Kelsey having a play where he threw it to him uh, against Tampa in the regular season that year. They played each other in the Super Bowl, and it, it ended up not working. Kelsey threw it into the ground, but they get clever down the, towards the goal line. I remember in the Super Bowl against San Fran, Mahomes tried an option and ran it in himself uh, for the first touchdown. So, again, th- these are needle in a haystack bets. Got to play cautiously, but they are uh, they are fun to sweat once in a while. All right. Well, they are getting ready to kick off in Los Angeles, and we will keep you updated throughout the program on the live odds, the in-game market, both the side and the total and the money line, see if there's any opportunities that arise as far as live wagering. Let's get to the recaps here, what we saw on Sunday, and we'll start in official uh, Nevada rotation order with the Panthers at the Ravens. This closed in favor of the Ravens by 12.5 points with 41.5 as your total. We went through the first 29 minutes and 55 seconds of football without a score. 
And then to end the first half, Justin Tucker booted a field goal to make it 3 to nothing Ravens at the break. Carolina tied it up at three apiece with a field goal midway through the third quarter. Then Justin Tucker kicked his second field goal today to make it 6-3 Ravens into the fourth quarter. Marlon Humphreys then recovers a fumble deep in Panthers territory, and Lamar Jackson turned that into a short touchdown run. 13-3 Ravens with seven minutes left to go. Carolina had one last chance to make this a game late, but Baker Mayfield threw a pass that was tipped at the line of scrimmage and intercepted by Jason Pierre-Paul. Game over. Ravens win. Panthers get the cash. Game stays well under the total. 13-3 your final. Baltimore moves to 7-3 on the season, Will, and the Panthers fall to 3-8. and eight. You covered it, Brady. Ready to move on to the next game? No, that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty. Man, you, we could say. Well, it was about, about that boring today. of a game, right? Yeah, we could say that about a lot of these games, man. It's just there's a good thing there's betting. There's a good thing there's Veasan because a lot of these games, if you didn't have an act- action on these games, you're just flipping around game to game today. A lot of bad football, choppy football, not a lot of scoring, bad quarterback play. The Ravens come out with a win, still in really good shape to win that division. Panthers are an afterthought now at three and eight. Uh, I know coaches always like this. I'm sure Hallball would like this where his team doesn't play well and he can drill them all week, but he still gets away with a win. Uh, I don't know that I put the Ravens on that top tier with the contenders. We saw some of their limitations today, especially at wide receiver. But, hey, they got an easy schedule down the stretch here. They're going to be in the mix. Could they steal a one seed? It's possible. They got a quarterback. They got a kicker. They got a coach. I'm not sure it's a legit contender, but they're going to pile up some wins here with their schedule going forward. Well, the Chiefs start with the ball on offense and a whole to, uh, handoff to your guy, Isaiah Pacheco, to start the game. Chiefs operating from about their own 28-yard line on second down. Uh, next up for the Panthers, Will, it'll be the Denver Broncos. Oh, boy. Uh, I bet you can't to- uh, wait to tune into that one. The Broncos at the Panthers. Um, interesting. You, to can, see- you can watch that one and you can report back to me. How about that? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll see if I can find some odds on that one for you. Denver at Carolina. Denver. Denver, a road favorite. How about that? The Denver Broncos currently a two-point favorite at Carolina in Week 12. The Ravens are going to visit the Jaguars, and you mentioned the easier schedule for the Ravens in the second half of the season. Three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Jacksonville, who was coming off of a bye week. Interesting. Boy, I'm not, I don't have much of an appetite to lay points over a field goal with pretty much any of these teams with how much parity there is. So that line looks about right. If anything, I'd probably lean towards the Jaguars. Panthers-Broncos is interesting only because I'm curious how low do you make that under. Uh, we saw the stat today. If Denver scored 20 points in all their games, they'd be 9-1, I think is the stat. Uh, I don't know what they opened that total at, 36.5, 35.5. At some point, you just can't go any lower. So be interesting to see what that total is in Denver-Carolina. That's about the only thing that interests me in that game. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good point you make about Denver if they had scored 20 points in all their games. And there's your guy Pacheco breaking through deep into Chargers territory. He's probably already halfway through to that rushing prop right now. Uh, Chiefs on offense and get another first down there and move the chains. Uh, I'll finish up that thought on the other side as we go to break here, Will. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good. 
College basketball is in full swing, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. At over 400 pages, it's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson and Matt Humans, they provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and break down all the 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Well, they have begun in Los Angeles. The Kansas City Chiefs getting the ball first on offense, but a good job by the Chargers on defense to thwart that drive by Kansas City and hold them to just a field goal. Uh, the field goal is up and good, and Kansas City is out to a 3 to nothing lead. Under 11 minutes left to go still in the first quarter, and no change in the price in the live market. The Chiefs still a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They closed about five-point favorites as the consensus number. Uh, but five-and-a-half in the live market is your current price. Fifty-two-and-a-half is still your in-game total. Uh, the in or the total closed at 53-and-a-half. So no real change here with an early field goal for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, they were talking on the broadcast there about Derwin James Will doing a great job on that drive against Travis Kelsey. I don't believe Kelsey has a catch yet. Didn't catch a single ball on that drive. Tried to hit him over the middle. Might have been a touchdown, but uh, was, able, was not able to put his hands on it. Uh, the throw was a little outside of his reach. Uh, the Chargers did get pretty good pressure on Mahomes, uh, making him throw, you know, uncomfortably. Didn't really have his feet set on a couple of plays on that drive. And your guy, I mentioned Isaiah Pacheco, uh, he was replaced by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire late in that drive, but he got the bulk of the carries to begin that drive. Two carries for 31 yards, so you are better than halfway there for your uh, rushing prop at over 54 and a half yards. Yeah, and it was third and four. They threw a pass to Kelsey. James was all over him, incomplete. Kelsey fell down. There was a lot of contact. I don't know if they said it was within the five yards or the ball hadn't been released. They, look, I, I, we watch football all day. I mean, we, we've seen a lot less get called. I never complain that there's not flags because there's too many flags, if anything, but was a little surprised. Maybe uh, maybe James got the uh, you know, the benefit of the doubt there in terms of that no call. But the Chargers, I think, have a good game plan here. It's like the old Peyton Manning Colts. You got to play rough with them. If you just sit, let Mahomes sit back and, and you play soft and, and you know you, you don't jam the receivers, they're going to kill you. So you got to play physical with the receivers, hit Mahomes. It's easier said than done, but uh, you got to make them uncomfortable and sort of take them out of their element. We saw Tennessee do that a couple weeks ago where, hey, you just got to play bully, bully ball against them because they're too good, they're too skilled to just let them sit there with a clean, plot, clean pocket and, and pick you apart like that. You know, one element of the Chiefs' high-powered offense that has not been so high-powered has been their rushing attack. But uh, the combination of Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are pretty, uh, pretty successful on that first offensive possession. And we know the Chargers have one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. So you wonder if that's going to be a point of emphasis for Kansas City going forward. Uh, but you mention it, uh, the Chargers looking like they have a good game plan. Uh, they got more pass rush on that first drive than I've seen out of this team in a long time. It was uh, a couple three plays that they at least put a hit on Mahomes. Yeah, and that's the key. You got to be able to do it without blitzing too, because if you blitz, he's just going to maneuver around and he's going to kill you. You got to be able to figure out a way to rush for and hit him. That, that I think is a big key. 
All right, let's take a look at the Eagles and the Colts. This was really quite a game. Uh, the Colts got the ball first, and they relied on Jonathan Taylor. He punched it in on third and goal with nine and a half minutes left in the first quarter, and it was seven to nothing Indy. The Eagles could only muster a field goal in the entire first half, and we went to halftime with the Colts out in front. 10-3. The Colts began the second half with a field goal, and it was 13-3 Indianapolis early in the third quarter. Early fourth quarter in Philadelphia found the end zone for the first time all day. Jalen Hurts to Quez Watkins, and it was 13-10 Colts. Midway through the fourth quarter with the Eagles driving, A.J. Brown fumbles, and the Colts turned that into a field goal to make it 16-10 with, other five, with under five minutes left in regulation. That felt like a very crucial point. If they could have gotten a touchdown, the Colts probably win this game, but Philadelphia faced with fourth and two from the Colts nine yard line and two minutes to go down by six Jalen Hurts on a keeper good enough to move the chains on third and goal Jalen Hurts on a keeper again touchdown 17-16 Eagles they had their first lead of the day and at the most important time 17-16 ends up being your final Eagles get the win Colts get the cash and the game stays under the total Philadelphia moves to nine and one on the season Colts drop to four six and one Big comeback for the Eagles, Will. Yeah, and this is the first time we've really seen the Eagles have to deal with some adversity because, and I think we're going to get a Charger touchdown here. Yeah, there's your the first e touchdown, Palmer. And how about that? All the talk about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen yeah. being back in the lineup and a bomb from Justin Herbert to Palmer for six on the board, extra point pending. Yeah, the Chargers are one of these teams. Every time you see a guy catch a touchdown with a strange number, who is this guy? Who's that guy? They just seem to have a bunch of different guys with random numbers. Uh, but back to the Eagles, this is the first time all year, really, that they've shown or needed to, to show the ability to come back. They've taken leads. They've held on to leads. Last week against Washington, Washington played from in front most of the game after Philly jumped out ahead. This was an impressive comeback. It probably finishes the Colts now. Not that we thought they'd make a huge run, but they sit there, they sit there at four, six, and one, where hey, if they won this game, they're five, five, and one. They're in the thick of the race. Now at four, six, and one, probably have to run the table just to get to nine, six, and one and give yourself a chance. That's not happening. So good win for Philly. They don't look like the invincible team we saw the first uh, you know, seven, eight games. Washington exposed some flaws. Indy, I think, exposed some flaws. Indy could have very easily won this game. But, hey, Philly moves to 9-1 with Minnesota losing. Philly now has a, uh, a game and a half lead because they beat Minnesota head-to-head. -head. So Philly's in great shape here to be the one seed in the NFC, get that bye. So it wasn't pretty, but it's a very useful win here for the Eagles. A 50-yard touchdown from Justin Herbert to Joshua Palmer. And uh, Palmer and some of these other guys that have been stepping up while Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have been out of the lineup, really getting some great experience. I think it might have been on Sunday Night Football last week that Joshua Palmer caught the first touchdown against the 49ers, a 50-yard strike, and the extra point is good. 7-3 to three in favor of the Chargers, the live line currently off the board, but now under 10 minutes left to go still in the first quarter, and I imagine the uh, in-game total is going to tick up probably into the neighborhood of 54-and-a-half as we've got 10 points on the board already. Uh, I, I wonder what your feeling is about the, the fighting Jeff Saturdays, Will. Of course, the Colts really have looked like a new team in the last couple of weeks. Of course, Matt Ryan back in the lineup. He hasn't been turning the ball over like the, like the way he did uh, prior to Saturday getting there, prior to him being benched and Sam Ellinger coming in in relief. Of course, he was injured as well. But now uh, Ryan getting all the uh, reps, uh, of course, in practice and starting two games in a row. 
and this team has looked a lot better. It kind of looked a lot more like the team we kind of expected out of the Colts in the offseason. A lot of people thought this team was going to be contending for uh, an AFC conference title, a Super Bowl, what have you. Um, you know, they beat the Raiders last week, and, and I think that uh, caught the Raiders off guard with Matt Ryan being in the lineup. Uh, certainly didn't catch the Eagles off guard. They knew it was coming uh, and, and really couldn't defend it until the fourth quarter when they were able to finally put a couple of points on the board. The Colts will host the Steelers on Monday night next week, Will, and they're laying two and a half points. Yeah, that's interesting. That's uh, that, boy, that falls into this category too. Of boy, is that a game you want to sit there and, and watch for three and a half hours? I'm not so sure. <laughs> and you make good points about the Colts. They showed some life. They look like a new team. But hey, four six and one is four six and one. You know, you're probably going to have to get to ten wins or so to make the playoffs. This loss probably finishes their season, barring some you know miracle where they run the table. Uh, and after the Steelers, it gets tricky at Cowboys, at Vikings, Chargers, at Giants versus the Texans. So. There's one or two losses on that schedule. The Colts will not be going to the playoffs this year. Yeah, a beauty on Monday night next week. Uh, the 3-7 and seven Steelers against the 4-6-1 and one Colts. Uh, the in-game prices have reposted here, and the Los Angeles Chargers have dipped to just a 2.5-point underdog in the live market. Your total all the way up to 60.5. So I was certainly low on my guess of 54. 60.5 for your live total. Any thoughts of taking an under on that, Will? I don't have the clock in front of me. My, my, you know, the Chiefs took what four or five minutes. You, you've got less than ten minutes, minutes. About nine minutes left in the first quarter, still. Yeah, so we got ten point six minutes in. We're really, I mean, it, it's about the same thing. It is. I guess I look towards under. If anything, expect these teams to get to sixty-one points. I, I don't know about that. Um, it would probably be under a pass, but not something I'm dying to bet. Yeah, it's a pass for me as well at this point. I, I don't know if I want to get in front of these two offenses and tell them that they're going to slow down. Uh, the Eagles will host the Packers. That will be Sunday night football next week. The Green Bay Packers visiting Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Eagles, six and a half point favorites, just like they were earlier today. They could not cover that number at Indy. What do you think about at home next week for Philadelphia, Will? Yeah, and this is a Philly team that was a covering machine, and then they went to Houston Thursday night a few weeks ago, didn't cover, obviously didn't cover against Washington last week, didn't cover today. So that's three non-covers in a row. This is a good matchup for them against Green Bay, who can't stop the run. Feels like Green Bay season's over. But, boy, I don't really want to lay a touchdown against Rodgers. So, um, initial lean would be take the points here with the Packers. And there's Travis Kelsey's first catch of the game, I believe. Patrick Mahomes finds his tight end for a 25-yard catch and run. And he is uh, about a quarter of the way or a third of the way, I should say, to cashing that 78-and-a-half-yard receiving prop is Travis Kelsey. They're trailing 7-3. to three. The spread has gone now to 3-and-a-half in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs in the live market. Your total ticks up to 62-and-a-half. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the latest odds, lines, and boosts, Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers' special World Cup promotions like our World Cup Futures, Insurance Bet, and World Cup Daily Bet and Gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling for all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. A whole new game indeed in Los Angeles, and the points keep a coming, but the Chargers doing a great job in holding the Kansas City Chiefs to just two field goals. Harrison Butker boots another one through the uprights there for the Chiefs to make it a 7-6 to six lead for the Bolts, and they are still two-and-a-half-point underdogs in the live market. Your total now dips back down to 60-and-a-half after that field goal. Got as high as 62-and-a-half when the Chiefs started that drive with a big chunk play to Travis Kelsey. Uh, but so far, Will, I think this is a win for the Chargers right now on the first two offensive possessions for the Kansas City Chiefs. They hold that high-powered offense to a couple of field goals. I think they got to be feeling good about that. Yeah, as long as Butker's kicking field goals and not extra points, you're happy if you're the Chargers. And, man, I, look, I'm on the Chargers here. That was pass interference on that third and six. I mean, that was that was a lot of contact, uh, and, and it you know interfered with the ability to make the catch. They gave him one the drive before Kelsey and James. They're just they're letting the Chargers be physical. So maybe that's a reason to bet the in-game under if they're gonna let this stuff slide. So I don't know if you had a good angle on that play. To me, that looked like a clear penalty on uh, on the Chargers there. I just saw the replay quickly and, and it it didn't look egregious. Uh it, it looked like maybe a little hand fighting, a hand check, if you will. I'm not sure if he did a full jersey grab. I'd have to see it again. But uh, you know, I, I saw some calls today. I'm trying to remember what game it was. It might have been, I think it was the Buffalo Bills. I, I saw a couple of calls in the Bills game for pass interference that I thought were crazy. You know, it was just guys playing football, a little hand fighting yeah. here and there and uh, and I'm with you. I'd rather see less flags than more. But, uh, you know, I'd rather have them let these guys play. And, you know, if it's obvious, it's obvious. But, uh, you know, I thought that one, one, one there was probably a pretty decent non-call. Interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, fewer flags, the better. I'm just, it seems to be a lack of consistency with it. Again, it's a hard job. It's hard to officiate. 
and you mentioned there's some uh, some phantom calls. I'm still looking for some of those holding they called on Illinois yesterday against <laughs> Michigan, as is uh, as is Brett Bielamo. Oh boy, he came out and said it, didn't he? He did. He said if there's going to be penalties, that's fine, but we don't want to invent penalties, something like that. All right, let's take a look at the next game on the card here, and that is the Commanders at the Texans. The game started with a pick six right out of the gate for Washington's Kendall Fuller, just a minute and a half into the contest, and it was 7 to nothing Commanders early. Curtis Samuel then rushed one in for Washington early in the second quarter, and it was 14 nothing in favor of the visitors. They added a couple of field goals, and they were pitching a shutout through the first 30 minutes, 20 to nothing Commanders at halftime. And I tell you, Will, that was really about it. Field goals were exchanged to make it 23-3. to Davis Mills rushed one in from three yards out with three minutes left in the game to make it 23-10, to and that's how it would end. Commanders win for the fifth time in six weeks. They are above 500 at 6-5. and five. The game stays under the total. Washington covers the three points, and the Texans drop to 1-8-1. and one. Yeah, the Texans are going to be having their pick here, whether it's uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They're going to be on the clock sooner rather than later. Washington, think about it. They let that 17-7 game against Minnesota get away. Nobody really thought too much of it, but that's the only thing right now keeping them from Seven and four. Heineke's giving him a good lift. I don't know that we're going to see Wentz anytime soon. That looks like it's Heineke's job. He manages the game. He gives them uh, some intangibles there. And I don't know if you have the stats in front of you. I think it was four yards of first half offense for the Texans. Four <laughs> yards, something like that. <laughs> I, I saw the stats. I wouldn't be surprised. The Texans' first half yards and the Jets' second half yards today combined for seven for seven yes. yards. So yeah, I know the four, I know the, the Jets other. only had two yards of offense in the second half. So the Texans had five first half yards. That was that. That's almost hard to do. Yeah. I mean, to have five yards. I mean, this is an Alabama versus you know Mercy. This is a uh, this is this is NFL football. That's hard to believe. And you know, there's a lot of talk that Davis Mills. You know, he's better than people think. Well, I think he's as good as people think. I don't. I think the idea that he's underrated is probably uh, you know, a thing that's in its past where they're going to need a quarterback. Mills might be a nice long term backup, but uh, the Texans are a disaster of a team. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, they are a disaster. Uh, I, I think they try hard. They just don't have talent. I don't think Lovey Smith is a great coach. And I think Davis Mills is okay. He's just, I, like you said, you know, he's probably a really good backup. I think he'd be a great backup. And maybe he gets better with a better team around him. But I don't know if they have time to wait, Will. Uh, next up for the Texans, it doesn't get any easier. They will uh, visit the Miami Dolphins. And right now the Miami Dolphins an 11.5-point favorite over Houston. Uh, the Commanders, this is an interesting one here, Will. The Commanders will host the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons got a three-point win over the Chicago Bears at home today. They'll go out on the road to Washington to take on the Commanders. And right now the Commanders just a three-point favorite. It, it seems a little bit short, but... Also seems probably about right. Atlanta, they were awful last Thursday night. That's why I kind of liked them today. I felt that they were being discounted a little bit off of that Thursday night performance. They end up with a push or a win, depending on when you bet the Falcons today in their win over the Bears. But that line is interesting, Commanders laying three next week. Boy, it sure is. I don't know that I'm dying to bet the Falcons. Are you really? Do you really have much of an appetite to go lay you know, three-plus with, uh, with Washington on the road? I know they just covered it today against Houston, so... Would have to dig a little deeper into that game at first. Look, this is our advantage as betters. We don't have to bet every game. Washington laying three at Atlanta. My first sense of that game, my first sort of reaction is that's not a game I probably want a whole lot to do with. But hey, Washington here, they still have two games against the Giants, a winnable game where they're favored against Atlanta. Could Washington sneak into a situation where they're a wildcard team? Certainly on the table here. 
Yeah, they're really playing great football, and you have to credit Ron Rivera. Uh, certainly Taylor Heineke, you know, the injury to Carson Wentz uh, has been the best thing for this team, and you have to believe that Carson Wentz is not going to get his job back at this point uh, with the way Heineke's going, but a lot of credit to Ron Rivera. They're going through a sale of the team, all the distractions going on, and he's been able to keep this football team focused. Yeah, second time in third year, three years he's done this, because remember in 2020 that year, where they were like two and seven and rallied back and won the NFC East. Granted, it was at, I think it was seven and nine. They hadn't played the 17th game yet, but hey, he's he's kept his team on track. There was a lot of talk that this was going to be his last year. They're looking for an above 500 season. Like I said, I'll be curious tomorrow when the markets reopen. Maybe they're open now in terms of odds to make the playoffs. With the Giants scuffling now, the Giants have a hard schedule down the stretch. Be interesting uh, to see Washington's price. I think they have a decent shot here to sneak in. I believe their season win total was six and a half. So uh, just one win away are the Washington Commanders from cashing the over on that season win total. What about the Miami Dolphins laying 11 and a half to the Texans next week in South Florida? I mean, you certainly can't take the points, can you? No, I don't think so. But I mean, how many times have we seen these double digit dogs in the NFL this year just be a disaster? So again, we don't have to bet every game. Not that I want to sit here and pass every game, but First glance, it'd probably be Miami or pass. I'm just, I don't have much of an appetite in the NFL this season with how close these teams are, with how close these games are to be laying 11, 11 and a half points with anybody against anybody. It seems like there's one team you can get away with, though, in, in laying big points is the Houston Texans. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're a go-against in Circus Survivor. They're a go-against in, in a standard betting market where the Washington Commanders were heavily bet today. I don't think it got to three and a half, closed at three, uh, but I knew a lot of people that were on the Commanders today, even in Circus Survivor as well. Uh, and so I think the, uh, the Houston Texans are, are just a, a kid that everybody wants to pick on, and it's working. Yeah, and they got the tie the first game of the season against the Colts. I'm drawing a blank trying to think of They beat the they Jaguars. Beat. That's the only win. Of course they did. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you're right. That weird game in Jacksonville where the Jags outgained them by almost 2-1. to one. So, yeah, it's a, it's a Texans team. Maybe they'll win one more game, but they're in good shape here to be choosing from Stroud, Bryce Young, which may be a good thing. Hey, you get your quarterback of the future, you get a bunch of draft ammo, and, and you sort of rebuild your team from there. They're going to have all the picks from Cleveland in the Watson trade. So, Maybe two, three years we look up and Houston's put together a pretty good team. They might, this might be the best thing for them. All right, next up, we will take a look at the Jets and the Patriots. Will mentioned it earlier, the New York Jets mustering just two yards of offense in the second half, and what a brutal ending for Jets backers. Certainly a celebration in the final seconds for Patriots backers, but uh, this was really a dandy of a game. Great defense played in this game, and once again, Bill Belichick does it with special teams. We'll go over that in the next segment. An update on Sunday night football here. The Los Angeles Chargers moving the ball once again. Uh, very good offensive game for both clubs, but the Chargers defense holding Kansas City to field goals. The Chargers have one touchdown on the board already and trying to get a second one here. In the live market, they have moved to just one and a half point underdogs. Your total has ticked down to 59 and a half. The Chargers are even money to win the game on the money line. What do you think, Will? Is this an opportunity to possibly back the Chiefs laying a point and a half? I think you said you were on the Chargers earlier. Maybe a middle opportunity for you. I'm going to lay off for now, but uh, I think this probably be a good opportunity, a good example of, hey, let's wait and get a better number. Now might be a good chance to step in on Kansas City. All right, so the Chargers coming back on offense here pretty quick. They have now moved to two and a half point underdogs 
in the live market. We'll see what changes here as they're knocking on the door of the red zone. We'll be back in just a moment. More on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.